Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Steps Podcast. Um, today I am speaking to uh, Monica. Monica um, and I connected via IG. She has a um, uh, she is a uh, a step parent coach, and um, I was just curious to see if she'd be sh- willing to share her step parenting journey. And you know, sure enough, she was. Um, and it's it's funny how this social media community of step parents. You know, we're we're all kind of in this together, and like I said, she's willing to share a story, so I'm grateful. So, Monica, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for asking me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I'd love to just dive right in. Um, can you just tell us a little bit, you know, about yourself and um, how you, you know, came into this this step parenting? Um, uh, a world of ours that we that we live in. Yeah, sure. Um, so I am originally from South Africa. Um, my parents are Portuguese, but um, and I've moved around the world. I've lived in eight countries um, on four different continents. Um, so at the time, I was single for a really long time. I was traveling, you know, just really enjoying my life. I did a lot of traveling, and. Um, I was living in Ukraine. Um, I was heading up an organization, anti-human trafficking organization in Ukraine, in Kiev. And um, my husband was in China. He wasn't my husband at the time, obviously. And, um, you know, it was just really, really cold. It was freezing. It was the dead of winter. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go on eHarmony because it's just something to do. You you know, you're indoors and it's just like freezing and you don't want to be out there. And... um, I was on there for about a month. I was like, Ugh, this is just annoying me. And then my husband actually reached out and um, we just connected. And um, yeah, and then I was actually flying to London uh, for a conference and he flew from China to London to meet me. Wow. And, yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> Quite an international love story. Um, he was in China. He lived in China for 14 years, 13 years out. Um, my apologies, 13 years, his children were living in the U.S. with their mom. Mm-hmm. And um, so he would commute between China and the U.S. to see his children. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so we met, we got married in South Africa, and then I moved to China with him. So, gotcha. yeah, gotcha. so that's how we met. <clears throat> wow. And so, um, you know, as you guys met and, you know, all of you, your, you know, your relationship is starting, Um did you know immediately he had kids and like what that situation looked like or was that something kind of more down the road? No, I mean, I, I knew he had kids mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I met the kids like on Skype when we would Skype and stuff when they'd be with him in China. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I did actually fly to China to meet them. Right. You know, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I did, yeah, I knew from the outset he had kids. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, you know, you have such a unique kind of relationship in the sense that, again, like you said, just this international love and then, you know, so many miles between you and, you know, your your husband uh, and then him and the kids and everything that's going on. Um, you know, so do you mind us walking us through like when you when you came into or how old the kids were uh, when you did c- come into their lives? Yeah. So my eldest stepson was 14 my stepdaughter was 11 mm-hmm. and my youngest stepson was nine going, no, he was 10. He had just turned 10. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and, um, and 
And how did that look for you guys? Like, what would, you know, what would holidays look like? And how did kind of travel look? And, you know, you guys are obviously married and, you know, so many years later now. Uh, but but what, what did that kind of look like in terms of logistics and you guys planning things out? Yeah. So what we would do is we would fly between China and the U.S. approximately every six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that quite a lot. My husband would speak to his children every day. So he'd phone his children every single day and, you know, obviously have conversations with them, Skype calls, help them with homework or whatever. And then when we would fly into the U S, um, you know, we would have the kids and there would be times where we would fly in for a weekend because it was our weekend basically. And then we'd fly straight back out again. So it was, it was very hard on us for obviously many reasons obviously we're dealing with jet lag and just the tiredness of of traveling and stuff like that um you know but it was also difficult like as a stepmom because how do I build a relationship with children that I'm not around on a constant you know on a constant basis so yeah so that's like how that looked I got that <laughs> it was interesting. I got um you know so you, you you mentioned the the relationship building you know how how has that kind of looked over the years? So you guys were in uh you guys were in China doing this travel and then, you know, did you guys eventually go stateside and then, you know, how and then, you know, was it then you were like, all right, I need to get a relationship going or you know, how did it look to start building it from, you know, so many thousands of miles away, right? Yeah, I mean it was sorry, my dogs. Um so yeah, it it was it was very up and down, sure. um, you know, the, the kids. And so it's like, how do you build a relationship? They weren't yet on social media. Um, they would be on email a little bit. Like my stepdaughter would email me about, you know, stuff at school. She'd be like, oh, you know, I did this or I did that. Yeah, um, you know, but other than that, you know, even just sending text messages, you know, you're doing this whole international thing. It starts becoming really expensive. So you can't expect, you know, your kids your stepkids to like send you stuff. So that was really, really hard. Um, I found my relationship with my stepdaughter was a little bit easier. Like I'm quite a girly kind of girl and she was quite girly. So that, that was a bit easier. The boys were a little more hesitant. Mm -hmm. Um, They were also a lot more protective of their mom. Um, So yeah, so that, that was quite challenging. But then I spent about four months in the U S um, so within the first five years of our marriage, I spent four months in the U.S. because I had to get my green card and so I wasn't allowed to leave the U.S. Yeah. Um, but we moved back after five years. So the first five years as a stepmom, I was basically commuting, but I had that four-month sort mm-hmm. of period where I was here and, yeah. you know, trying to connect with the kids. But, yeah. I got so. you. I got you. <laughs> so, so then after those five years, right, you guys are now stateside and, you know, you know living – uh, I assume in the same same city uh, as them, but you know. So how did that relationship look then? Like, how did that work? Where now you are, you know, live and present. You know, every other weekend or every week or whatever that you know, whatever that looks like. Uh, how how was that change, and how did you guys adapt to that? Um, it, it did change because obviously, you know, we had them more regularly. Sure. So, um, so then I think it was kind of, we had some issues as a step family beforehand, like, you know, a lot of people do, but I think there were, there were a lot new, a lot of new things that presented themselves, like in the relationships. Um, I think that 
part of that was also influenced by my husband's ex-wife, you know, and things that she was doing and things that she was saying to the kids that then affected the relationship with me. So um, it was very up and down. We'd have the kids like every other weekend. Mm -hmm. At that time, my eldest stepson, he was already 16. And so he was kind of like, well, I'll come visit that weekend, but I don't want to stay over anymore. And yeah. we kind of, it was it was hard at the time, but, you know, as time goes on, you start discovering and, you know, the truth comes out about certain things. And right. so you start understanding why sure. certain things were happening. So, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I, I you know, it, it's, it's funny how often um, your actions as a step parent won't align with what they're being told from, you know, other family members and not necessarily maybe the biological parent on the other side, but just the extended family and, and how that, and how that, you know, how, what, what they're, what they're being told versus what they're seeing from you, the step parent isn't aligning. And so there's like, mm, something isn't, isn't clicking there, but I mean, at the same time, they're kids. So, you know, it's so hard to be like, just let me, so it sounds like you went through that quite a bit. Yes. And, and I think, you know, you know, they're kids. They just, and and I, I always, you know, say this, like children, they have big feelings mm-hmm. and they can't, they can't articulate it because they don't actually know what it is. Sure. So they might feel angry, but they don't know why they feel angry. They don't know where the anger comes from. You know, it might be anger because actually they just feel hurt and so that's how they respond and anger and children are always going to respond from the age that they are you can't expect you know a five-year-old to have the the emotional maturity of a 12-year-old that five-year-old's going to respond from a five-year-old place and so more often than not you know you see these kids they kind of like lash out because Mm -hmm. that's what they know to do because they they don't understand these big feelings that they're having so yeah I hear you. I hear you. Um, you know, in previous episodes, um, and even last week, when I was talking to a stepmom, uh, Michaela, we talked a lot about consistency and what that looks like in terms of, you know, a step parent. Um, you know, and, and and you know, you you coach on this. Can you talk to me a little bit about consistency on on your side and what that looked like? Sure. So, for me, I I. I gauged each child individually mm-hmm. and just kind of tried to understand like where they are at mm-hmm. um, because they were all in different places. You know, they were different ages, different maturities, different mindsets. They were struggling with different things. Mm-hmm. And so it was just being consistent. So, for example, my youngest stepson really struggled Um, you know, because he was in loyalty bind. He didn't know that. And so it was like, how can I be consistent to him without, um, like, overstepping his comfort zone, without overstepping and being like, hey, let's hang out, let's whatever, you know. So it was just that, like, consistency of, you know, I would see him, I'd say hi, I wouldn't really get in his space too much because I knew he was struggling. Mm -hmm. And so it would just be simple things like, Every night, you know, I go. I never went into the boys' rooms, mm-hmm. and so yeah, you don't want to go in teenage boys' rooms. Sure, um, sure, sure. <laughs> so what I would do is just like go and stand at the door, you know, when he's going to bed, and he was in bed, and I'd just say to him, "Hey, do you need anything?" And he'd go, "No," and I'd be like, "Okay, sleep well." So it was just that consistency of 
I'm understanding where you're coming from, but I'm also just going to be consistent in who I am and showing you that I care. Sure. It might look different to what I'm doing with my other stepson. Sure. But there was that consistency of, let me, regardless of the fact that he was struggling, like how do I just be consistent in how I'm approaching him, how I'm approaching his struggle? Mm-hmm. And it, it was just the same with all three kids. And so it's just really evaluating each child individually and then seeing how can I be consistent. And it might be the smallest thing, like just saying goodnight. You know, yeah. I'm going to be consistent in saying goodnight. And whatever it is, just in an attitude or, you know, helping them with something, it doesn't matter. Sure. It's just consistent. Yeah, um, I hear you. Uh, you know, how how would you say consistency and showing up kind of go hand in hand, right? Like showing up in the sense of whatever events they may have going or showing up in the sense that you pick them up or you take them to school, you know, showing up in the sense of um, I am your step parent, but I'm going to show up as a parent. Um, I think that the consistency and showing up builds trust. Oh, yeah. But- so that you know, so, so that's how that, that's how you build trust. And you know yeah. what? Even in a relationship, you need trust, whether it's a stepchild or, you know, your next door neighbor. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, you you do always need trust. So when you have that consistency, of I'm going to show up for you, and I'm going to be consistent in showing up. And mm-hmm. and you know, I, I find a lot of step parents, and, and every situation is different. So you can't sure. use one thing for you know. For me, going to school events was very uncomfortable because I. Even now, after almost 11 years, I have no relationship with my husband's ex-wife. That's her choice, and that's fine. But um, So I would show up at events. It would be very, very uncomfortable for me. Um, But at the same time, I had – and this is my perspective, and this is what I did. For me, it was like I'm the adult, Mm -hmm. and so I have to get my emotions and my – you know, whatever's going on for me, I need to get that in check. To be there for my stepchildren because this is what I'm doing to build a relationship and I'm being there for them and I'm showing an interest in in who they are and and something that's important to them I'm showing them them that it's important to me. Yeah, yeah, I love and that. So it 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 was like okay, they the kids they're not going to deal with all these emotions. I need to be the adult here and and find a way to deal with it. Yeah, and the biggest part of that. Sorry, and I'm going off topic. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> The biggest part of that is having your spouse or your partner's support. I had my husband's full support. He knew I was uncomfortable in those situations. And so knowing that he supported me, knowing that I could just, you know, shoot him a look that he knew, like, okay, she's uncomfortable or, you know, whatever it was, that just really helped a lot. So I think you do need your partner's support. It's it's a team effort. It's not just a step-parent's thing to do you know it needs yeah yeah for it sure. needs it back up uh, yeah i i agree i agree when it, it, if you feel like you're going at it alone it's very it can be very very difficult with when you know you have your spouse's support um it just means the world of difference especially in your actions and the way you way you even carry yourself you know yes and you know the thing is i think um you know at that time my husband didn't really understand how I was feeling it's you know hindsight's great isn't it but you know he didn't understand but what he did understand was I I need you I Mm -hmm. need your support and so just 
I think as stepmoms, sometimes we expect our spouse to understand and they can't understand because you know what? He's not a stepmom, so he can't understand. You know, so it's like he doesn't speak sure. stepmom. He doesn't get yeah. it. And yeah. so it was like, you know, you can sit there and try and explain to him and be like this and this and this and this. And sometimes he'll get some things and sometimes he won't. And that's okay. The point is that he's supporting you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So. Um, you know, uh, you, you talked about, you know, when you guys, you know, came back to stateside and, you know, how old your oldest stepson was. And obviously in this 11, 11 years now, right. It, there's, there's been kind of trials and tribulations through all of it. Um, you know, looking back, like from, you know, where, where you guys started at to where you're at now, you know, how, how, what, what are those trials and tribulations that kind of stick out to you that, you know, help kind of build you and help, help make you stronger. Right. I think when I, I was very hung up on the ex-wife Um, so that was probably one of my biggest things because I knew certain things were going on. Um, so just, just briefly, you know, we went, we had loyalty binds, we went through parental alienation and we also had parentification, um, going on. So we were dealing with all of that. Um, I had just moved to a new country where I didn't know anybody. (laughs) I knew myself and my husband's ex-wife. I didn't know anyone. I'm not American. Um, so, you know, there, there was, there were a lot of moving parts. So it wasn't yeah. just, you know, the step parent thing and just, you know, feeling, um, like an outsider as well. Um, I think it was once I started understanding, it wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. I think that changed stuff for me when it was just like, okay, you know what? I, I am struggling with the ex-wife because for me, and I think, you know, a lot of step moms go through this, you know, it's like. I'm not a horrible person. I'm not this like, I have a lot of friends. I'm very social. I'm normal. I'm I'm not like some weird freak person. And it was like, why doesn't she like me? Like, why has she got such an issue with me? And, you know, it was that realization that it's actually, it's nothing about me. Those were her thing. That was her yeah. stuff and it didn't belong to me. And so once I started kind of realizing that, you know, um, I think that was when things started to change and when I started to understand what was actually going on, because for so long I thought, oh, it's just me. It's just me. It's just me. And then it was when I started researching, you know, stepmom, because then I, I just thought, man, like what the heck, you know? Yeah. And once I started yeah. researching, I started going, oh, okay. So <laughs> all of these other things are at play and yeah. it's not just me. Yeah. And I think that's just, like a really powerful thing and that that helped me a lot that kind of got me onto this path of okay let's just walk through this and you yeah. know do yeah. it well kind of thing for sure for sure um so you know what what's been your biggest challenge as, as a stepmom um you know the international stepmom i guess going from you know you going you were in different countries and then your stateside and now like you said it was just kind of a big adjustment in terms of they, they, the kids are with you guys now, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think probably my greatest challenge was uh, feeling like an outsider because I felt like an outsider from all, all angles. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and not understanding why and not understanding how I can get on the inside, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I'm, I'm 
part of this family, but I didn't know what my role was. And so I just felt like I, I was just very, very lost, you know. It sure, just it, sure. that, that was probably the hardest thing for me was just and not having any support, not having anyone around me um, because I didn't have friends, you know, mm. because we would fly in and fly out. I didn't have time to meet friends, you know. I didn't sure. have time to, like, where do I even meet people, you know, because <laughs> I'm here for the weekend or I'm here for a week and we've got the kids. Like, right. you know, I, I became familiar with some neighbours and stuff like that, but it was very hard. It was only when I moved here permanently then I could, you know, get more involved and stuff. But, yeah, so I think it was really feeling like an outsider and the loneliness that comes with that because you yeah. do feel very alone in it because nobody understands. Because, yeah. you know, again, you know, my husband didn't feel like an outsider and the kids didn't feel like outsiders. So right. I was like the odd man out, you know. So. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you and I talk, were talking about this before – you know, we started the podcast, which is, you know, I, the reason why the podcast started was because I was looking for people's stories so I could see what other people have gone through. And, you know, when you didn't, when you're like, oh, okay, well, there's nothing. Well, what the heck? And then you go to your outside circle, like, hey, man, I'm I'm dealing with this. Do you know anyone that's dealing with it? And it's just funny how that's the way you have to kind of, um, I guess, tackle it for lack of a, a, a better phrase, right? So I, I, I totally yeah. hear you. And you know, the thing is as well, is that even when I did start meeting people, it was great. I no longer felt alone because from a perspective that, oh, you know, I, I could go out for coffee with somebody or mm-hmm. I could do stuff like that. But I still felt alone because nobody understood the stepmom and the stepfamily dynamic and what that looks like. So the people I met, you know, they just were nuclear families. And, you know, if I mentioned something, they'd just go, oh, just tell the kid this. And I'm like, oh, no, it doesn't work that way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, you feel alone in that, you know. So there's a lot of times when I think stepmoms feel very alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I hear you. Um, yeah. so it, you know, in, in this journey with, you know, with all three of, of, of your, uh, of your stepkids, um, you know, so where's your guys, what's your guys' relationship look like now? You know, what, what does that look like as they're, I mean, you said 11 years, so they're, you know, in, into adulthood, obviously. Yes. Right. Um, so can you give us an idea or just you know, paint us a picture of what, what those relationships look like now? Yeah. Um, actually, my relationship with all three kids is fantastic. Absolutely awesome. awesome. Um, my eldest stepson is married, so I'm also mother-in-law. But Congratulations. Um, I know. And you know what's actually really great is actually my, my daughter-in-law said to me, she goes, you're not like a stepmom at all. She goes, you look like an older friend. And I'm like, that's actually great because Mission you know what? I don't need yeah, I don't need to be the mother-in-law. Yeah. I can I can have that different role, yes. whereas maybe, you know, the kid's mom is the mother-in-law, and I'm like, sure. hey, not my business, you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I have a great relationship with the kids. The thing that's been nice about them getting a little bit older, and actually it only really started happening last year, is um, they started to open up about certain things sure. that were going on. Um the um like my older stepson apologized to me you know uh, about some stuff and so it was wow. like you know they're getting older and they're starting to really understand like okay and this is where the consistency comes in right, right. because I'm still the same person I've stayed the same person throughout and so they've understood like 
okay, actually, you know what, like we were kids or whatever, you know, um, we were wrong about certain things. And so they can admit to that. And they, um, yeah, they've really opened up about about some stuff. Uh, My youngest, not so much, but uh, my stepdaughter, my older stepson have definitely opened up about that and explained some of, some of, the incidents and how they felt for them. So that that was really insightful. And it was really, it's really good in a way because although obviously I've got a lot of things wrong, everybody does. Yeah. It's like I actually got a few things right and that felt really good, you know. So yeah, yeah that's always yeah. good to hear. Mm-hmm. When when do you feel like that that transition happened where, you know, maybe it was like an aha moment for them of like, hey, she's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Um, in my situation, it was as soon as each child left their mother's house. Oh, wow. They had been living with mom. Mm. And as soon as, like, when my oldest stepson moved out, everything changed. And then with my stepdaughter, when she moved out, everything changed. And, and so it was actually when they were kind of able to think for themselves, sure. where they could just go, okay, I don't have to listen to this. I can just do my own thing and yeah. figure out who she is for myself. And so I think that was in my instance that was when that happened yeah yeah i love that um you know uh you know we we talked about kind of building the the relationship and you know consistency um and just showing up in general is there anything that you did or tried to do to where you were uh kind of trying to have that unique relationship you know with each of your stepkids whether that's like hey you know you know, oldest, we're going to go watch movies on Tuesdays. And that's what we do at once a month on Tuesdays or, you know what I mean? Like, was it, was, did you ever try to do that? And if so, like, how'd that go? With my eldest stepson. And again, I think it just depends. You have to assess each child yeah. and you have to understand where they're at because what works for one child won't work for another child. For sure. So with my eldest stepson, you know, uh, and, and actually this is, something that's really good as an outsider you see things from a very different perspective so you see your stepchildren very differently to how their dad sees them right so I could see my stepchildren from very different eyes and so I picked up with my eldest stepson he didn't want that one-on-one time with me it's not something he appreciated now it's different but at that time he was more like I'll do something if it's the whole family together. So that's where he was at. So that's what I did. I respected that. And I was like, okay, this is where he's at and it's okay. Um, With my stepdaughter, I, you know, she was 11 when I became her stepmom. And and so I started taking her to Starbucks for coffee. You know, I just Mm -hmm. say, hey, do you want to go and do, you know, go for Starbucks? And she liked girly things. And this felt like a kind of a big girl thing to do. I'm going to go get coffee, you know. So (laughs) so I started doing that. And funny enough, to this day, we still do that. Like she'll call me up, you know, I spoke to her this morning and said, and she's actually sick with flu. And and she said to me, oh, when I'm better, she said, oh, we have to go for a coffee. And so to this day, we still have this like little thing, like we just go and get coffee together. Um, With my youngest stepson, he 
didn't want to now he was in in a loyalty bind and he didn't want to do anything with me alone Mm -hmm. so what i would do is i would include him in what i was doing with my stepdaughter so for instance she would always want to come with me to the supermarket so then i would invite him to come along i'd go oh hey you know and then it i think it was kind of like the safety numbers for him where he was like because he struggled with it emotionally because he was young so he's he's not sure how to fix it he's just kind of like okay well i don't have to deal with it because actually my sister's going to be with me Mm -hmm. you know so and so it's just picking up on that and i was just like okay fine now he'll hang out with me for ages you know Um, but at that time that's where he was so it's really assessing each child and just going okay what can i do that's um like consistent with them what, what's something that I can do individually with them mm-hmm. you know my youngest stepson for instance um I mean this is just something I did you know he's in this loyalty bind and yeah. so he was really struggling but he's the type of kid he'll put on a t-shirt and he'll decide I'm not wearing it and that t-shirt will go in the laundry right okay. it's just that's how he's still like that today I mean it's just crazy but but that's his thing and so I just didn't make it a thing Uh Because I was like, okay, my relationship with him is more important. So I'm just going to do that laundry and it's fine. You know, so Uh it was even just little things like that. It actually makes a difference because what he's understanding is, you know what? She's there for me. She's not going to just like, you know, complain about my laundry or whatever, you know. And it's a small thing, like looking back now, it's a small thing that I did yeah. But that just showed him I'm there and I'm okay. I'm there to help you and I'm going to help yeah. you. And if that means washing that T-shirt that you had on for three seconds, you know, I'm going to do that because that helps you. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. I got you. That, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. It, it's crazy that the journey that we as step-parents take for, you know, how, and how that looks for each of us, you know, especially when you have multiple because I only have one. So, I, you know, I can't imagine having multiple and trying to figure that out for each one. Obviously you, we, we do, but man, I kudos to you for doing that. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm so glad to hear that that's carried over, you know, like into adulthood. Yeah. That's even better. That's so yeah. Cool. And you know, it was, it was, I mean, at one point my, all three of my stepchildren were teenagers at the same time. Right. So, you know, you've got the teen years and, and I think that there's a lot of things that stepmoms don't sort of consider you know they, they just go oh, my stepkids being whatever and it's like okay what age are they oh they're going into their teen years okay there's some other stuff going on yeah. you know um so it's not just about having a step parent that's going sure. on for them there's a lot of change going on for them so yeah. it's understanding that kind of thing and that's actually something that I did as well with my stepkids was trying to understand where they're at at the age that they're at. So yeah. reading up on like, okay, what is a 10-year-old going through? What is what is this generation about? You know, my stepchildren are Generation Z. So it's trying to understand like, who is that? Who is Generation Z? What do yeah. they like? What don't they like? What, like what influences this generation? Not because I want to, you know, be one of them, but it's just like it gave me insight into who they are and what's important to them. Yeah. Yeah, big time, big time. I love that. I I I think it's I think it's also um, kind of speaks to you in the sense of like, you know, you're doing you're doing this research to better yourself, right? Like, hey, I'm just trying to build some type of bond and relationship, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to to figure that out. Yeah, and you know, it, the thing is, everything that I do for my stepchildren 
is something I'm doing for my husband. Yeah. And so I love my husband and I want to be a good wife. Mm -hmm. And so for me, everything I'm doing for his children, those are his loves, you know? And so I had to also look at it from that point of view and just go, I'm doing this because I love my husband. Even if, you know what, even if one of my stepchildren was just being a total pain and I was just like, you know, I just don't want to be around you right now. You know, Um, it was like, no, I love my husband and those are his children. And this is how I can love my husband is by, by being good to his children. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's some of that as well. So yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, you, you, you talked about, you know, loving your husband and, you know, you know, you guys and the way you love the kid, you know, the way you care for the kids and love for the kids, that's also loving your husband. Did you and your husband talk at all about like what your role would look like as a stepmom? Like, cause you guys are, you know, in a different country and then you move stateside and then was there any conversations about, about how, what that looked like? No, not at all. You know, it's really funny. It's like, I think we went into, I went into a, my stepmom role. Like I think a lot of stepmoms go, like how hard can it be? I mean, <laughs> you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. I mean, you yeah. just don't. And so it's like, you know, I think it, the, the reason it shocked me so much is, you know, there I am in Kiev, you know, and, and I'm like running this organization, dealing with victims of human trafficking. And then you, you think, stepmom, you think, surely it's, it's not that hard. You think, you just don't think it's going to be a big deal because yeah. well, I've dealt with trauma and goodness knows I've seen a lot of stuff, read a lot of reports, you know, um, and I'd done that job in Greece as well. So it was like, you know, I've been in two different countries doing this job and dealing with stuff that's just very intense and yeah. very, very difficult. And so you, it doesn't, it didn't occur to me that, oh, being a stepmom is going to be hard, you know. So it really just slapped me in the face like, you know, I, I kind of face planted into it. And I was like, what the heck just happened? Um, so we didn't talk about any of that. We were blissfully unaware and then like the rug just got taken out from under us you know so yeah <laughs> unfortunately you. but hey <laughs> hey i i hear you sometimes you're just you think you're walking along and you're like oh there's no flooring underneath me i'm about to fall and here's the fall yeah. but you know i just think i also think it's human nature a lot of times like you know if i speak to stepmoms and i go if you if someone had told you before you got married to this person, oh, you know, it's going to be really hard. I think it's human nature. You go, oh, yeah, that that's hard for you, but it, it will be different for me. It's like we kind of, I don't know, you know, we we, well, we, sometimes, know. we sometimes disregard someone else's wisdom, yes. you know. And so a part of me feels like even if someone had said to me, you know, look, it's really hard being a stepmom, I would have been like, oh, I got this. I've dealt with human trafficking. It's good. You know, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. And it's like it totally wouldn't have been good. The two are two completely different things um so yeah i think that that played a part you know i mean nobody did give me any warnings but if they had i I probably wouldn't really have paid attention to it sure 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 um so i mean you know in this you know 11 year journey um what you know what's something that you know now that you wish you would have known when you first became a step parent um it gets better (laughs) yeah it gets better um i think a lot of the time you feel like this is just never going to change it's never going to get better yeah um 
I think that what what I did, like kind of unintentionally in a way, mm-hmm. was I did uh, initially anyway was kind of prioritize my marriage. And it's like, you know, I always tell stepmoms, you know, protect what you want to last. And if you want your marriage to last, you need to protect it. If you want a relationship to last, you need to protect it. That doesn't mean you're protecting your marriage or your relationship from the kids. Protecting your marriage is, you know, prioritizing, making sure that you're you're doing the right things. But you also, you know, when you're doing the wrong things, that you can come together and you can talk about it and you can find a solution together, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and kind of work through it. At the end of the day, you know, my... My husband, those are his children. They're not my children. However, I'm my husband's first priority. His children are his first responsibility. Mm-hmm. So if I'm his first priority, he needs to be my first priority. So as long as you're taking care of the kids, the kids are fed, they're warm, they, you know, you're not emotionally, you know, um, exposing them to bad stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't show a five-year-old a horror movie for instance you know um so yeah the needs of the kids need to obviously be met but the priority needs to be the relationship and that has really worked well for us like now that you know the kids have left and they they come home whenever and they have their own lives and they have their own way of looking at things and you know what's left is my husband and myself that's it And so if that's not good, then what's the point? Why did you go through all of that? Right. You know, if you're not, it's almost like, it's not really the right way to say it, I guess, but the prize at the end is your relationship because that's what's going to be the, I didn't marry my husband to become a stepmom. I became a stepmom because I married someone with kids. So that is, that relationship, it's like kind of going back to the basic and going, that's what's important, not, you know. Yeah. All the other stuff will kind of come and go and be up and down, but just protect your, your marriage or your relationship. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, in, in, in the, like, you know, I loved what you said where, you know, you're his first priority, they're his first responsibility. I think that's something that we, we as step parents forget sometimes that they, that our spouse has a responsibility to this, to this child whom we think is is taken care of or children in your case who are is taken who were like no look we we already did it don't worry and 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 sometimes it's like no like i i am going to worry like that it's my job to worry you know so i love that line that's beautiful yeah and you know the other thing is that you know you have to really ask yourself and and i if you are with somebody who doesn't care about their kids, what is that saying about their character? Right. And, you know, do you want to be with that person? Mm-hmm. You know, if my, if my husband didn't behave in a responsible manner, he's a dad and he has a responsibility to his children to be a, the best dad he can be. I don't know that I'd really have any respect for him as a person. I don't know that I would want to be with somebody who's just like, ah, hey, yeah, my kids, ah, hey, whatever. You know, you don't want to be with somebody like that you want somebody who's making an effort and trying to be the best dad he can so i think yeah 
It's just yeah. something to think about because I think sometimes stepmoms get caught up in, oh, but he's doing this and he's doing that. You know, no, he's just trying to be a good dad. Yeah. He's actually really trying so hard to be a great dad. Yeah. And love his kids the best way he knows how. So, yeah, 100%. Exactly. And you have to ask yourself, would you rather be with somebody who didn't care? Oh, 100%. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, what's that going to look like for potentially your marriage and everything going forward, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, in this time, what would you consider your biggest win as a step parent? Um, my relationship with my step kids. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, um, you know, my, my perspective has always been I, I, I've never tried to be their mom. I'm not their mom to have a mom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to like her. I don't have to have a friendship with her. I don't have to anything. And I don't. Um, but they have a mom. And the biggest thing for me was always my objective was to be a good wife to my husband, to be mm -hmm. good to his kids, to love his kids well mm -hmm. so, as a way to love him. But also, you know, I've just always said to my husband, I said, you know, the only thing I want is for one day your children to turn around and be like, you know what, she made a difference. She made a difference to us, and we're glad she was in our, our lives, you know. And so that, for me, was like the ultimate goal. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like I've done that with the kids, and they're yeah. in that place where they um, are happy that I'm around, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so yeah. I think that's kind of been I hear you. I hear you. No, that's great. I love it. Um, anything you would do differently looking back from where you're at now to where you began? Um, a part of me says no because I'm the person I am today because of it. Of I also think that like, I love that because I've gone through all of that and I've experienced it, I can really relate to other stepmoms. So it's really, it, it helps me to help other stepmoms because when I'm saying to another stepmom, look, I understand, I know because I did that, yeah. that's really powerful. So a part of me says no. I mean, obviously, I wish I'd, I hadn't gone through all that. There was a lot of heartache, a lot of tears, a massive anxiety. Right. I dealt with huge anxiety. And um, just... Yeah, it was just very, very hard and very lonely. And I just, you know, I wish I hadn't um, worried so much about what the ex thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I did spend probably far too much time trying to please the ex, you know, <laughs> and trying to just do everything and, and whatever. And it probably just annoyed her more, you know, it just True. made things worse probably. So I'd probably say that would be the one thing, but yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so ra wrapping up here and, and final final question for you. Um, what, in your view and from your perspective, what does it mean to be a stepmother or stepparent? Or if there's two answers to both, I'd love them. Um. My personal opinion on that is whatever that child needs. And I don't mean, oh, I'm just going to do everything and be a walkover. That's not what I'm talking about. If, you're, if your stepchild needs you to not be so involved, then don't be so involved. Yeah. 
if that stepchild needs you to be more involved, be more involved. If You know what I mean? So it's just, it, it's kind of, to be a step parent is just gauging what that looks like for your individual family, for your inter individual dynamic, for that individual kid. And that doesn't mean changing yourself. That doesn't mean I have to become a different person. But I have strengths that I can bring to a situation. So use those strengths, you know, to bring into that situation. Um, I think it's really individual. Your stepmom role can be whatever you want it to be. You know, I have never um, disciplined my stepchildren. I've never raised my voice to my stepchildren. I've never tried to be their mom. I've never even insisted that they wish me happy birthday. I just don't, I don't care, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's whatever you want it to be. You don't have to do anything for your stepchildren or with your stepchildren. That, that's something that really needs to be discussed between you and your spouse or your, or your partner and decide and determine what your role is going to be. I don't think there's any one set thing. Um, but as far as being a stepmom to your stepchild, I think it's really just gauging who they are and what their needs are. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I, I love that. I love that. It's 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 such a roller coaster of you know, you know trials and tribulations. You know, uh, you know you 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 try to throw something at the wall and see what sticks, and you know uh, trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. So um, it. I don't think there's ever a perfect way to do it, but I'm I'm, all, I'm always interested to see, you know, hey, what's your experience been? And now what does it mean for you as a step parent, right? So thank you so much for sharing. I really, really appreciate that. Of course. And, you know, the, the one thing that I do just want to say to sure. stepmoms or step parents is, you know, it's so easy. We are just in general, you know, we're our own worst critics. We're our own worst enemy sometimes. We're yes. so hard on ourselves. And, you know, one of the things that I always just say to stepmoms is, if you knew somebody in that situation, how would you be responding to them? How would you be speaking to them? Because if I was speaking to another stepmom, if, you know, who, who made a mistake, I wouldn't be like, you freaking idiot. Like, what were you thinking? You moron. Like, don't you know better? Blah, blah, blah. But yet we talk to ourselves like that. Right. This is what we, we, we start like beating ourselves up. And so for me, my advice always is, is think about how you would speak to another person who was going through what you're going through. How would you talk to them? Because you would probably talk to them with grace, with care, with love, with kindness. And you'd just be like, you know what? Okay, so you messed up. You know what? But hey, you're going to do better next time. Yeah. And you know what? You're doing the best you can. And you know what? At least now you know xyz didn't work or whatever and it's like speak to yourself like that yes with that same kindness with that yes. same because you know what like nobody knows everything nobody's going to get everything right you know there's there's so many things outside of our control there's so many different emotions and dynamics and stuff like that and so my biggest sort of piece of advice just like be kind to yourself the same way that you would be to somebody else in your situation speak to yourself and treat yourself with that same kind of kindness and care and yeah. and patience you know yeah. it, it's hard it's a hard role so for sure for sure i love that yeah Katie, i i thank you again thanks for sharing i really really sure. appreciate this and um uh thank you so much for, for for coming on the podcast of course it's been a pleasure thank you so much for asking me i appreciate it yeah for sure